This episode of Their Own Devices is sponsored by Hover.com. Hover.com is a domain name registry. That's the place you can go to purchase your very own custom domain name for your website. I went there because I wanted to buy TheirOwnDevices.com, but turns out somebody else already has it. So they gave me over a hundred other options for a close or similar domain name that could work. And I'll share some of those with you later in this episode. Go to Hover.com slash TOD if you'd like to purchase a domain name and you'll get 10% off. What are you looking for? Fortnite. Meet you channel by Fortnite. Alright, so this button here, this is your inventory. So you go here. I have everything here. I have all this stuff. Go here. New infantry rifle. Okay, but here's what I'm not understanding. So you have all that stuff. How does that help? It doesn't. Just gets you cool stuff. So you can get that skin. You can be that person. I don't want that skin. I want a different one. You like Star Lord, get that Star Lord skin. Oh, this is not free, by the way. I'm not buying that. Too bad. Those are the sounds of Fortnite Battle Royale. Or maybe your kid plays Call of Duty, Overwatch, Star Wars Battlefront, or GTA. Regardless of the game, the real battle happens when mom and dad sets limits or takes away the controller. Hi. I'm Mark Roman, a tech policy expert and former White House advisor on privacy. I'm David Reitman, an adolescent medicine doctor who works with teens. We're also married to each other and raising a teenage son of our own. You're listening to Their Own Devices, a parenting podcast with practical advice for the 21st century. A couple of weeks ago, our son taught me how to play Fortnite, and I have to admit it is kind of fun. So I heard that parents are hiring coaches for kids. Not going to happen in our house, but I could probably use one if I ever hope to catch up to uh, our son and his friends. It's interesting. It's pretty cool with some pretty good graphics. I can see why kids like it. And now I know better why parents sometimes hate it. So before we talk about the game, particularly with our guest, I just want to get a couple of issues sort of out of the way because we discussed them on previous episodes. But the big question a lot of parents ask, David, is, what is the impact of violent games on our kids? Well, thinking back to that episode that we did with Michael Rich, he described three ways in which violent video games can impact certain kids. One was that it can make them more anxious. A second one is that it really desensitizes them to violence. And the third is that for certain kids, the amount of violence in these games can make them a lot more aggressive. I would encourage any listener who has more interest in this area to please listen to our episode titled How Smartphones and Media Influence Kids' Behavior because it really was a fascinating discussion. David and I have a lot to share with you, our audience, about Fortnite and other games based on our own experiences professionally and in our home with our son. But we want to turn to our guest because there is no better way to understand how kids are thinking about this than to chat with a kid. And we have our youngest guest yet. We're bringing into the studio a 12-year-old gamer who's going to pretty much walk us through it. Today on Their Own Devices, this is pretty cool. We have Jamie, who is actually in the studio with us here in Washington, D.C. But Jamie is from a small town in Maine, a town of about 15,000, and he's on vacation in D.C., And we roped him in with his dad. And 
First of all, welcome and tell us about what grade you're in, how old you are. Yeah, so uh, I'm currently in seventh grade and I'm 12, be 13 in September. So have you ever listened to any of our episodes? I know your dad has. Not personally, no, but uh, I know sort of the gist of it. It's uh, an interview show about uh, kids and the internet, you know, growing up with that. Great. Well, uh, you are 12, which means it's kind of about you and like how you're dealing with tech and phones. Yeah. Just tell us a little bit about what kind of technology do you have or devices in your house? Well, I personally got a phone for Christmas, which is cool. Wow, just this last Christmas. Yeah. Wait, what kind of phone did you get? iPhone 6S. Excellent. Ooh. I like being able to, uh, at any time, I can sort of contact people, family. They're very responsive. And then also, you know, a chance to talk to my friends pretty easily. Uh, How many of your friends in seventh grade do you think of iPhones like you? I'd say it's more of the question is who doesn't really have <laughs> Okay. It's like, I think I've been like fighting pretty hard for a phone for like a couple of years now because I think I know that like at least 50% of the kids in my grade, maybe a little bit over that, had iPhones even in fifth grade. In fifth grade? Yeah, wow. which is pretty surprising, you know. But sixth grade, it was like 75, 80%. Right. And now it's like... Probably 90%. Do you think any of your friends, I know this is a crazy question, does anyone have a flip phone? Not that I know. Oh, I wish yeah. everyone could see your face. No yeah. way. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> What's on your phone? Like, what kind of apps? Do you have Snapchat? No. Or Instagram or nope. Facebook? or nope. Ever come up? The only two social medias that I'm really interested in at all in the coming time, but I'm not really need them urgently, is Snapchat so that I can talk to my aunt and uncle and my cousins they all have a big snapchat group Mm -hmm. so they send each other funny filters when you got your phone for christmas did your dad set up any rules yes we had a little like contract one feature that uh we use is that it's like i think from 11 p.m to 6 a.m the phone is like turned off except for essential features and i don't even keep my phone in my room and i don't really use it at night at all. Right. So I'm curious, are there any rules you wish were different? Not necessarily. I actually feel pretty comfortable with everything. I think it's all pretty reasonable. So I know you mm-hmm. like gaming. Yep. Yep. There's a certain game that seems to come up a lot on our show. Mm-hmm. I think you've heard of it. Yep. Fortnite. Yes. So let's pretend that we've never heard of this game before. Break it down for us. All right. So 100 online players they're in something called the battle bus which is pretty goofy it's a big school bus painted blue parents may have seen that and been like what the heck is that so um yes i've been there (laughs) that's what all the players are in and you fly over this big expansive island that has a lot of different areas and they all have different almost like biomes so you have a hundred people in the game how do you win So you have to defeat all the other players in the match and be the last player standing in solos. But then if you're in duos or squads, then it's the last team. So how do you defeat everybody? Basically, you could either, you know, blast them with guns. But um, once they die, there'll be um, a little drone comes down and zaps them and then they just like evaporate. 
let's say that you are sitting down in your living room to yep. play Fortnite, and you're are you playing with other friends? Yes, okay, are, I usually like. Are they on this blue bus? Yes. With you, is that how, how? How do you find the friends that you're playing with, and how do you form a squad? So, like, how does that work? In the lobby, there's four slots for four different people. Well, so are these going to be friends from school, or it could be like you said, all over the world? I think. Yeah. So I pretty much only play with my friends from school, but occasionally, if I find someone online who I like, I'll invite them to the game. Okay, so you're in the lobby, mm-hmm. and then you, you you choose friends that you want to be in your... Right, so okay. you can then invite them, right? or say they're in a party with three people, mm-hmm. you could be like, hey, I'll join them, and now we'll have four people for a full squad. Okay, and at that point, you're actually talking to them through right. through the headphones and that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, so you're there then in this landscape with, say, three of your friends. Mm-hmm. Who else is in this landscape? It's all the other groups of four mm-hmm. right. that have landed all over the map. Right. And the way that the game doesn't get really boring and difficult is mm-hmm. because um, there's something called the storm, which is like a purple cloud that's mm-hmm. closing in. And in every couple of minutes, it'll create a smaller circle because oh. the island is quite big at the right. beginning. Right. And so it slowly starts to close in, so it pushes players closer and closer to each other. So, like, every now and then there'll be something, like, really bizarre. Like, what's with the marshmallows? Or There's also a customization option in the game, which is where you can purchase skins and stuff. To, so what's a skin for our listeners who have no idea what you're talking about? So a skin would basically just be, like, a cool outfit for your character. There's also things called back bling, which is what you wear on your back. So you could have like a shield or a Mm -hmm. backpack or a sword or something. You know, they don't actually do anything, but. So you had talked about the game is free, but some of these things you get, you buy, right? Right. So you can choose to purchase it, but there is a heavy weight on purchasing items. So what would you purchase, for example? You would spend your money on buying their in-game currency called V-Bucks. So you can go to the item shop and you can select different. There's a rotating set of skins and back blings and sets. So like, you know, a glider and a character and a back bling. So you can, uh, there's a whole set that goes together. Or there's also another thing called the battle pass, which is one thing that they also heavily push, which is uh, it costs around $10 in U.S. dollars. And as you progress and complete challenges and, you know, play the game, you'll earn tiers. There's 100 tiers of the battle pass, and each tier gives you some sort of item or thing that you unlock that uh, then you can use. So, Like what? There are, you could unlock... Skins in season two was the main season that I didn't really play, but that's what people regard as, you know, like the golden age. And that's um, if you purchased the battle pass back then, Uh which was a smart thing to do. It's almost like an investment. It's sort of one of those things like when adults say, oh, I wish I had invested in Apple stock. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, it's one of those rare things that you can't get whatsoever anymore. So it's like, it's like there's a lot of the skins and emotes in that were 
are very rare now. So it's like cool to have that. So remember, I have no idea what you're talking about hypothetically. So what what are what are those things? Okay. So then one thing that's very popular is emotes, which okay. would be you can make your character dance yep. or okay. you know spin a stick with fire on it or something. Oh, you, you, know, to, like, you buy emotes? Yeah, you can purchase them. Huh. How much would that be? I have no idea. 200 V-Bucks, which is roughly equivalent to $2. Okay. okay. So I'm sitting there. I'm playing Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Why do I want an emote? Why um, do I want to spend $2 on this? It could make you look pretty cool. Uh, okay. You can show your friends, obviously. Mm-hmm. Often, if you defeat a player or something, then they begin spectating you, mm-hmm. like watching you continue to play, but then... You know, you could show them the emote, so that's sort of, um, oh, I defeated you. Just cool and fun. Yeah, Yeah. so they're just for fun. What's your favorite thing about Fortnite? Part of it is, you know, all the locations are very unique, and they all look like... Very cool. Like there's a haunted castle. The graphics are good, right? Yes, it's um, and it's also it's a cartoony style, so it's it it plays to every demographic. When did you start playing Fortnite? I actually started playing it around the launch time, um, in 2017, and I played it a little bit, but I didn't really like it that much because it was really difficult because uh, the most of the people were either, like, had no clue what they were doing, like me, because it was pretty much the first, one of the first games I had ever played on my Xbox, or it was people who were incredibly good. Right. So, I've heard of the word noob. Mm-hmm. What, is, what does that mean? Is that not nice? It's not nice. It's um basically saying, like, not very skilled or a not very good player, so it's almost like a rude term. It's not like incredibly rude but it's just almost like a trash talk or something yeah gotcha have you seen kids ever feel bad if like what would you do if you wanted to start playing now but you weren't great yet but your friends are really good like how do you get better that's one of the reasons that as of late i've been playing a little bit less fortnite it's gotten really really competitive Mm. it used to be fun and you know just like not super hard you know you get defeated a couple of times and you defeat some people sometimes but you know, now at this point, there's just all kinds of people who are just really, really good and uh, just constantly being beaten. How many hours a day do you play? I'd say when I was uh, really, really into it around a couple of months ago, I was playing around, you know, two, two and a half hours a day. And as of recently, I've sort of been thinking that, you know, that's not super healthy and it's just really competitive and it's like a lot of almost like attacking your senses. So I just, I've been sort of taking a little break for a little while and I, you know, only play when a friend wants me to play, but not really on my own devices. (laughs) (laughs) I love that plug. (laughs) Um, I just got to say that that, uh, maybe his dad prepped that, but David and I did not prep that. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to get back to the V-Bucks thing for a second. Can you buy weapons and that kind of thing? No, because that's a lot of games have been regarded in that way as pay to win. Right. Because if a player has a lot of money, or for example, some YouTuber who just has an infinite source of, you know, like 
availability, like if they were sponsored, mm-hmm. then they could just purchase all the better gear and then they could just absolutely destroy the other right, people right. who are at a lower level who have to earn it. Right. For free. It's funny, you brought up YouTubers. So I'm curious, like, have you, do you ever watch YouTube? I watch a lot of YouTube, yeah. What do you watch on YouTube? I mostly watch gaming, so like more like updates on my favorite games. So are you ever watching like other guys actually play Fortnite or play a game? Yeah, so that's a very popular thing. What people will see a lot is, um, you know, on the day of school when something new comes out, yep. it'll mm-hmm. be, you know, uh, at the end of the day, if you're on the bus and you have your phone with you, they'll be like on YouTube, like showing it to see what the new thing is right. before they get home. So when you're in a game and you're, you've got your squad and everything like that, what happens when it's time for dinner or something like that? How does that play out? It's sort of a shame because, you know, you're in the middle of something. Uh-huh. So, But I often find that when it's something like Fortnite, which is really long rounds, like they can be from two minutes just getting in and getting at, like defeated really quickly to lasting the whole game and maybe even going on for like 30 minutes Uh so i find that most of the time it's like it's not the greatest thing but you sometimes have to just go to dinner would it like surprise you if i told you sometimes sometimes in our house Mm -hmm. like or when like like there's dinner and there's a fortnight game going on and we're like it's dinner time there's an argument would that surprise you uh not at all that's very common but um do you ever have arguments like that I sometimes do, yeah, to be honest. You know, when it comes down to it, there's always another chance to play a game. The only time that I feel like it really is a little bit pretty bad is in some games when Mm -hmm. it's an online multiplayer. They'll have a little, they'll penalize you a little bit if you keep leaving the games in the middle of the match because then they have to find more players in the middle of the match, and it's not fair to the other people. What about, like, bedtime? Like, do you have hours where you're playing or don't play? I really try to go to bed at 9.30 at most. You know, at 9 o'clock, we try to go upstairs and brush our teeth, and then I like to read for a little bit because it helps to calm down. What if your friends are still on or friends are on later? Like, I feel like the later into the night it gets, the more you start to, start to feel tired mm-hmm. and it's you're going to start dropping your skills and you're not going to uh, be so, so, You're so, really competitive. So, so I talk to a lot of kids, patients of mine, who will tell yeah. me that if they're playing Fortnite or any other game like that or Overwatch or anything like that, mm-hmm. Up to like 9.30, and if their bedtime is 9.30, they have a hard time falling asleep. Yeah. What do you think about that? I personally think that the reason I like to go up at 9 is because it gives me like a half an hour to calm down. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, say I'm just lying in my bed or something for like a half an hour, that sort of helps you relax. Do you think you could could go to bed and fall asleep right after an intense game of Fortnite? I'd say maybe if it was like at a sleepover and mm-hmm. I w- it was like 1 a.m. or something because we had been really staying. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you, know? you were exhausted, yeah. <laughs> but it's most most of the time it you need a little bit of time because mm-hmm. it's a lot of, it's all very bright and there's a lot going on at once.
This episode of Their Own Devices is sponsored by Hover.com. Hover.com is a domain name registry where you can go to purchase your own custom domain name. I went there to finally buy theirowndevices.com, but it is already taken. But Hover.com came up with over 100 different suggestions for other related domain names that would work. And I purchased four of them. There was a huge sale. It was so inexpensive, I couldn't pass. And I ultimately got theirowndevices.tech, theirowndevices.website, and theirowndevices.online, as well as theirowndevicespodcast.com. Very cool. It was easy to use. Great UI, great interface. And now I'm the proud owner of four domain names. Maybe one day I'll be the proud owner of a website too, but that's next. If you want your own custom domain name, check out hover.com slash TOD, and that will give you 10% off your first purchase. Do you ever play on a team with kids you don't know? There's an option for every game mode. Say you didn't Mm want to play solos just because you were the only person online. Mm -hmm. You can do something called fill, which means that it'll find teammates for you who are also in either, if you are trying to find squads, you might find a group of two people Mm -hmm. and one person with one person. Mm -hmm. And then you would be just in that uh, group with those people. Have you ever done that? I have sometimes. I usually will just play solos okay. if I'm by myself. Like if I, if you're doing the fill and I don't know you, but I find you, like would I know that it's Jamie from Maine who I'm playing with or would I just know you're some person? Like right. what, what would I know about you? It would just say your online screen name and nothing else. So one thing that you can do is this is your choice, but you could plug in a microphone into your controller and talk to those people. But if it seems a lot of the time you'll get some people who are like seem really weird. So then what you can do is you can always mute any people. Have you ever or your friends have had experiences where you got, you know, mashed up with a team filled and you didn't like the people that you were with or they were being saying mean things or anything like that? Absolutely. I think I've found, you know, like older guys maybe in their 20s who are like, you know, a little bit creepy and Uh people who swear like a lot. Wow. Yeah, I've heard that. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, when my son is also seventh grade on some pretty crazy things said. Yeah. It's always taking a chance, you know, playing Mm -hmm. with random people. So I always try to play with my friends. So Jamie, if you were to sit down with your friends and say, we're going to write down a bunch of rules for kids when they are going online and filling their squads with people they don't know, what would some of those rules be? If you hear anyone being overly suspicious or just using like a significant amount of language to the point Mm -hmm. where, or like saying really rude stuff where it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't really want to hear this anymore. You should always uh, take the option to mute them. Okay. Did any of these other kids ever ask you, like, who you are or, like, where you live or where you go to school or anything like that? Or your age. Or your age, yeah. Is this, for example, just asking about Phil? So just, like, random people? Kids that you don't know. Random people. I mean, kids in quotes that you don't know. I've never personally heard, like, any Fishers or anything. Any any what? Any Fishers, P-H-I-S-H-E-R. And what does that mean? It's someone fishing for your personal information. Why do you think they'd be doing that? Because they're probably trying to find, you know, some account to hack or okay. something. Okay, how'd you learn that? Yeah. Dad well, or- I've had, I've actually had a pretty interesting class 
at my middle school, which is uh, we learn digital citizenship. Wow. Okay, tell us about that too. Yes. <laughs> it's um, it's all about just learning how you can about your digital footprint, which is, it means, you know, uh, what you leave behind. So like the clues that you leave behind about yourself, your search history and, um, you know, how to be a safe person, how to treat people with respect, you know, um, how to find cyber bullies or just how to be sort of aware of your online persona. What'd you think of that class? I actually learned, uh, quite a bit and, um, it, it was sort of interesting cause it had a lot of, um, you know, stuff to prep us for the modern age and, you know, like the world that we're pretty much going to live in our generation. And it was cool to hear some of those, um, to hear some facts and tips. And I feel a lot more aware about who to trust and, you know, how safe it can be and, you know, who you want to, you know, you just need to be careful. And um, my son's school doesn't have that. Like, do you think schools should all do that? Yeah, it's I think it's a worthwhile thing for kids to learn about because it's just, you know, education for really the world that we're growing up in. A lot of parents are really worried. I don't, did you know that? Uh, the parents yeah. are worried do, about gaming. Do you hear about that? Yeah, okay. I do. Do you think that's legit? I think it all depends on the level of engagement. So if it's something that, you know, I know a lot of kids will play every day and that's not I think that's you know fairly normal um just for you know a little while but I think at the point where I would start to be worried if for example I had a kid who was playing a lot of Fortnite would be if they were playing you know several hours a day you know maybe like four or three or four hours you know is quite a long time you know constantly spending money like I happen to Mm -hmm. know a friend Mm -hmm. uh, who actually spent like dollars in total just on customizable skins and just stuff that he could wear that had no real value and I had been warning him for a while because nothing lasts forever and so once this game goes out of style or something (laughs) then you know and personally when I totaled myself over the course of the two years I've been playing it I even surprised myself I was around 150 to 200 dollars I'm gonna ask you for some advice if that's okay yeah you really really seem to know this stuff so sometimes in at least my house we've had a little some arguments about games because they have different rank um, ratings right like yeah. m or t so m i think is what 18 and over yeah so i, I don't know if i'm too strict or not because my son's also in seventh grade and mm-hmm. i've said in my house we don't have any games rated m you think that's like too strict it sort of depends because there can be i'd say the the farthest you can get on an m is probably like I don't know, like Mortal Kombat or, you know, like GTA 5 or right. something. But then, yeah, so that's G- like... GTA comes up a lot, Grand yes. Theft Auto. That's by far, that's a hard M. Um, but then there's something like more of a soft M, like something that was just sort of missed the teen category, which is the next step down, which is, um, you know, teen can have, I think, the worst teen that I've seen and is Overwatch, but that's like still incredibly cartoony and it's um Do you have friends who play GTA? Like in seventh grade? I do. It's only a couple of people and I think it's pretty one of the most disturbing instances I've had mm-hmm. in gaming is turning on my Xbox and seeing that there's a fifth grader online playing Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that game yet. No, absolutely not. 
what's the other one? The yeah. other M game that came up? Call of Duty. Yeah, Call like of Duty. Right. Right. Well, that, that's classic. Okay. That's yeah. That- <laughs> so that is, I myself do play it now. I play the most recent one, which is they released Black Ops 4, and it's more of a modern version. And the, I feel like a few years ago was when Call of Duty got to its real worst point, which is when it was like, you know, these games were coming out and it was incredibly bloody and, yeah. you know. Violent. And like you're, violent. it's like you're killing people who look like people, right? Right. And it's a lot more realistic. But as of now, I think looking for that slightly younger demographic like tweens and mm. stuff, um, they've dialed it down a significant amount. And... um we actually had a pretty long conversation and everything about um, with my family about Call of Duty, and we ended up actually deciding that uh, this most recent game was okay after looking at reviews and stuff. Um, you like it? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's It has some dark points, but there's a lot of opportunities to really customize your levels of everything. Like, for example, you know, the blood and gore and... Uh, you say that again? You can... You can actually turn off blood and gore on, and on, so you, in their settings. So Did you know that, David? I didn't know that. Call of Duty, you can, in the most recent game, you can sort of dial everything down and wow. choose the level of everything, which I think is really cool that they're trying to branch out to yeah. the... Okay, I, that is awesome that you taught me that. I had yeah. no idea. But you're still killing people, I think is the is the issue with that. Versus versus in- killing aliens or killing robots or that well, kind of thing. Well, I think the thing though is with something like Fortnite, it's still you still kill someone, but um, instead it just like evaporates them with a little drone. Right. Right. Um, and with things like Apex Legends and Call of Duty, mm-hmm. it's um, they die and their character will just disappear after right. a little while. But it's not like it's leaving behind like a bloody corpse or something. It's right. just um, this is yeah. awesome. This is I, great. I, okay, I think like I know you're in Maine, but I think we can do this by Skype. I think we should have you on to do like game reviews. <laughs> would you, All right. Would yeah. you be into that? Totally. Because I would love to learn about these kinds of features on like Call of Duty where you can dial it down and yeah. give us tips. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of opportunities. You know a lot more than I do. Yeah, we're going into a new age and it's sort of like um, you have to be sort of careful because there's a lot of bad stuff out there. But if you pick and choose and find the right choices, I think that it can be a really fun and good tool uh, for social connections and to just, you know, even form some bonds with kids, even if they aren't near each other or if they don't have that time. What I like is that, you know, I'm a big believer. I call the phone like a computer or a tool. I kind of think too many kids think it's a toy and it's like, it's just not right. There's so many cool things you can do with it. And it sounds like you really learned all about that. And um, I'm not going to be surprised to find out that you are like coding games in a few years. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. This was a really cool opportunity. Um, I think I'm going to share this with some of my friends even. Jamie is one impressive 12-year-old, and not just because of his knowledge of video games, but his vocabulary and ability to express himself on a podcast was pretty extraordinary. 
case I didn't mention it earlier, actually, Jamie's not his real name. And of course, we have consent from his dad. And in fact, I had a chance to chat with his dad just before the interview. And I learned a couple of interesting things that may have not come up when we chatted with Jamie, but it'd be fun to share with our audience. First of all, it won't shock you that Jamie's parents are really engaged. His dad in particular spent a lot of time with him talking about electronics and even playing with him, communicating with him on games, that his game consoles sit in the living room next to the kitchen and the parents can hear everything going on. Not the approach we have, but it was funny to hear him talking about the fact that they think it's the right way to go, but it can be really painful for parents to sit there and listen for two to three hours. Uh, He also said that the rules in the home can get controversial and there are disagreements. In fact, there can be some pretty smackdown arguments and fights around dinner time and when it's time to stop playing. And so that's good for me to hear because it's nice to know it's not just in our house, but it, it, it's there too. They also emphasized that while they are pretty lenient on the number of hours that they allow their son to play, way more than I would ever personally allow, they also have pretty firm rules around chores and homework and that has to get done first. And so they do have strict rules that they enforce and they're consistent. They're just very different than the rules in our house. So I want to follow up on what I think is maybe the most interesting part of the conversation, which is the video games that allow our kids to play with and engage with complete strangers, right? We heard Jamie talk about the fill feature in Fortnite, but there are other games that have similar capability. And I think that that is the one that parents really need to be aware of and to focus on, in part because when you're playing with strangers and it's unfiltered, the language is pretty outrageous and can be off the charts offensive in any number of ways. And you have to contemplate that when you don't know the age or who your kids are playing with. And then, of course, there are going to be concerns about safety and sharing personal information. I will admit and confess that like our son does play with people he does not know. And he thinks that is the absolute best feature of Fortnite. He says that he's made friends with other kids his own age in all different places and they play together and they chat and they share stories. And I find that really interesting, concerning, but interesting that he seems to love to do that. And we talk about it a lot about how, you know, you're actually playing with a kid. And he talks about how he can mute them if he doesn't like them or not play with them again or leave the game. But it's a feature that he does like he's met people and There are ways to control who your child can play with as well as other features. And David, we've done that, right? Yeah. My first thought is that I've for years been talking to patients who have told me that they have all these friends online and part of me kind of never really got it. And now I do understand it in a different way. One of the things I would say is as a doctor who talks to kids, once again, who may also have other issues around anxiety, depression, is that If they're going to have a social life online with kids that may not be in their immediate friend group, I think it's important for parents to really encourage them to have a social life offline too. And that it is not okay just to have friends who are online and in the digital space. So let's talk about how either on Fortnite or with our game consoles, we can actually restrict that. Because the good news is that while the feature exists, it doesn't have to be functional. So every game console does have uh, some parental controls that parents are allowed to manage, and some game consoles will have more controls than others, but you should be able to do some regulation of in-app purchases 
and some regulation of what kind of apps or games your kids are going to play based on age ratings. Uh, the difference between a game rated T versus a game rated M can be pretty huge. With our son, we actually have a regulation on how much screen time is allowed on his PS4. And in addition, there are sometimes arguments, but there are rules that we have about wearing headsets, especially when we're in the room. If we're in the room, I want to hear what he's listening to for sure. It is okay to set the audio to be played through the TV set. That is absolutely allowed. There's a lot there. For example, in-app purchases really can be a concern. Jamie teed it up and mentioned how much he spent he referred to a friend of his who spent an enormous amount of money on in-app purchases in Fortnite. And that is something that parents should watch and have clear rules and limitations on how many V-Bucks you think it's okay for your kid to spend in Fortnite or in any other game. And I know that Common Sense Media suggests that any game that allows in-app purchasing and allows kids to engage with strangers should not be used by kids who are under 13. That's a recommendation from Common Sense Media, but it's probably not a bad guidepost. So I'll close by just again saying that in this context, commonsensemedia.org has fantastic information for parents. They have the ultimate parent guide to Fortnite, and they also have ratings for every game we discussed today and all other video games, not just looking at whether it's M or T, but actually suggesting you know more granularly what is the right age, looking at the kinds of graphics and violence, and it's a really great site. You know, this can be a, a battle. We've had many with our own kid, but it shouldn't have to be. And so I think that now that I'm playing it, I understand it better. Hopefully the battles will be more online and less in our living room. Thanks for listening to Their Own Devices. This show is a conversation and we'd love to hear from you. Email us at hello at theirowndevicespodcast.com. Their Own Devices is hosted and produced by Mark Roman and David Reitman. This podcast is recorded at Clean Cut Studios in Washington, D.C., and the episode was edited by Ryan Dan. Be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. It will help other parents find the show and get the info they need. We'll see you next time. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.